Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to Concealed Scars. Today's episode is on anxiety and being the strong friend and how that can play a role in your anxiety. Anxiety is feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness, intense worry, or fear about everyday situations. Some symptoms include nervousness, tense, hyperventilation, and avoiding triggers. Some of the risk factors can be trauma, stress buildup, and stress due to illness. Today, I have two beautiful guests, Ms. Renisha Waiters and Brooke Dan. Renisha? Um, hello. Um, my name is Renisha Waiters. Um, I am 25, born on 26, originally from Bradenton, Florida, and I am an uh, auditor for a bank in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, okay. Hello, I'm Brooke. I am. Oh, now I have a little echo. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm Brooke. I'm 25. I am a videographer, photographer um, for the state of Oklahoma. So I'm all the way in the Midwest. Who are you up there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know nothing about the Midwest. Yeah, girl, don't, don't. <laughs> I want to start off by thanking you both for like reaching out. Well, I had a lot of people reach out to this topic and I could get everybody at one time. So I just randomly picked two and I figured y'all would be the best for this specifically because of my relationship with the both of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not the anxiety part, but more like the strong friend part because I know how y'all are. <laughs> But I want to start off with, like, anxiety as a whole for me. It's it's a, it's a work in progress. I did have an anxiety attack, attack not too long ago. Because I'm back in school. Um, pray for me. Uh, <laughs> and this past semester was really like stressing me out on top of other things I got going on and I had an attack so bad to the point where I was already driving somewhere but when I got to where I was I couldn't get out of the car and I had one of my friends she had to meet me where I was to make sure I was okay because I would, that panic attack and that anxiety attack was that bad and I've only had two that I can remember. And the last one was before graduation. And I had a lot going on in them last semester, the last semester and half of the semester before that, it was just too much going on. Um, Brooke knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot going on for me. And it was just, my anxiety was through the roof. Okay, mm-hmm. I will say that. So, I want to know what does your anxiety feel like to you because I know it's different for everybody. Um, well, I, I can start off is I learned slowly to deal with it, and I actually it got so bad to the point I had to go into therapy mm. um, to deal with it. And I know like it, therapy is not really encouraged in a lot of communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and as growing up, I was always the emotionally strong person. So when I realized that there was a problem, I went into therapy. And, and most of the time, my attacks start off very, very slight. And then it grows. It's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine until I'm not fine anymore. 
you know, and I realized that a lot of things were triggering my anxiety um, from trauma and different type of emotional feelings that would kind of be remembered. It was, it was like, it's unrelated to the situation, but the emotion um, is somehow triggered and I'm back into mm-hmm. that moment I used to be in. And now I'm having an anxiety attack and I'm, I'm shaking or I'm crying or I'm like, let me isolate myself because of a feeling that I never really dealt with. And I wanted to learn how to control that before it happened. So that's why I went into therapy to figure that out. And I, it's still not perfect, but it's a work in progress. I think for me, um, anxiety, I always tell people, um, I can feel my anxiety anxiety literally under my skin sometimes. Um, because, or I guess in the back of my head, because I know it's there but I, I try to suppress it or bury it. Um, but I think to your point, Brooke, that I think therapy is probably the best thing that has <laughs> ever happened for me um, mm-hmm. because I can notice when certain emotions, um, those triggers bring me back to like trauma uh, moments in my life where it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm feeling this way again. Um, and it's scary. Like, honestly, having panic attacks, I had my first panic attack in high school going into college, and I literally blacked out. Like, blacked out. My hands um, got really stiff. Like, I couldn't move them. I thought I was having a stroke or heart attack. Like, and the doctor was telling me, like, you're fine. You're just, you're, you're panicking. And I was like, this isn't normal. Um, and even throughout college and even now, like I can always feel when I'm having a, a panic attack, but I try to do like certain techniques or I kind of try to remind myself to come back down. And sometimes I can't, like sometimes I just have to ride it through and just breathe. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, some of y'all telling me I need to get therapy. <laughs> it, I'm telling you it's like I need to invest in therapy because you guys think like it's like a third a, a third eye or I guess another someone that's unbiased looking in and also yeah. kind of telling you like asking you why do you feel this way and it always kind of stems back to those moments of when you felt most vulnerable or raw and you didn't know how to control and I yeah. think for me my my anxiety kind of is based in things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. I agree. I am a very, I learned that I'm a very controlling person. Person, um, And through, and this is through therapy. Like she said, it's like a third eye. And also I was like, well, if you tell my business, I can sue you. So that's another benefit. Um, but I was like, <laughs> being able to like, kind of talk to those people and get a, educational view on it and also somebody to just listen um and it's just like you're able to figure out a lot of stuff about yourself um and about things that you never really addressed within yourself that you thought were fine mm-hmm. um so and I, I also think I, especially for black women um in at least in my household it was always taught to girls like be strong you know keep pushing like you don't you don't show weakness and for me it was like having to face your emotions and your your weaknesses 
it was foreign. So when I had my panic attack, it was like you you have to face it head on. No, you are right about the uh, being seen as strong. And that's where the like strong friend thing comes into place for me personally, because my friends rarely see me emotional. So if they do see me emotional, they know something's not right. And that's not even, it's usually a buildup of emotions because it takes a lot for me to get to that point so when I am at that point, just know I am overwhelmed with a whole lot. Whether it's something that I'm making up in my head or if it's like physically there, because half the time it's just me overthinking of stuff that I should be overthinking. Right. That causes me to just build stuff up. And I don't like for my friends to, because I'm the strong friend. So I'm gonna be there for everybody else. If you ask me how I'm doing, I'm always going to tell you I'm fine. Whether I'm not, I'm going to tell you I'm fine anyway because I already know what you got going on. And I don't want to add what I got going on on top of that. So I'm going to just keep everything on me. But that does affect my anxiety to an extent where I do tend to go through weeks just distancing myself from people before COVID like I'm just distancing myself to kind of just recharge like okay like even when I go if I go out somewhere like I have to mentally and physically prepare myself like okay I'm going out like I'm getting ready to go to homecoming I'm mentally and physically preparing myself right that's a lot that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot of energy (laughs) for my anxiety so it's like I can't be, I'm not going out with people this week. I can't. Because I've got next week, it's going to be a lot going on. I can't. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I think that concept, I guess to like strong friends, I have a rule for like my friends where that the, the, the cup concept is, I can't, I can't pour into you if my cup is empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with one of my therapists she told me every day you should dedicate an hour to yourself always um, and with that it can be for self care it can be whatever you need to be but you need to dedicate an hour to yourself and kind of realign and it's okay to be a little anti-social um but when it's too much, you know, antisocial, mm-hmm. then you have to figure out, okay, why why am I doing this? And for me, I try to practice the hour, give myself an hour. And when it comes to my friends, we have the rule where if we're having bad days, we actually dedicate a day to her or me to say, okay, how are you feeling? And not, don't tell me you're fine. Don't tell me you're okay. Let's really talk about this. And it's not like a conversation of judgment or, you know, he said, she said. It's really just sitting there listening and being there and giving hugs and saying, I'm here. Um, And I think everybody needs that because, honestly, 
your friendships can't be one-sided it can't be always give 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 because at some point you're gonna get on eat yeah I definitely agree with that as well because I, I feel like I'm the same way and I think since I was able to move a thousand miles away from my original home um it, it's a little less of a, how strong it was um, but I, you still, you still get those phone calls sometimes. And how, for me, it's like, I'm always trying to find a solution. Like, okay, you're hurting. Let's figure out how I can heal you. And we can figure out how we can make you happy again, you know? And so when people call me and like kind of vent to me, I take on that responsibility of like, how can I make them feel better? How, what mm-hmm. can I do with my friends? And even in my relationship, you know, uh, with my boyfriend, it's like sometimes, he vents to me and I'm like okay how can I make this day better you know friends you sometimes speak to every day but in your relationship I hope everyone speaks to their significant other every day um so it's like you know we all don't have good days and when he's not having a good day and I'm not having a good day it's like do I burden him with my day or do I just push my day aside and just bring on his you know whatever he's burdened with and kind of help him out with that so, you know, it's, it's kind of like that balance you have to figure out of how can you still be a great friend, but also how can you look out for yourself? And that's something I have to learn. It's like looking out for yourself doesn't have to be such a negative eye attached to it, you know, um, because mentally we, we don't have the capacity to deal with so much, um, so much hurt or so much, you know, trauma. We, we don't have the mental capacity because we all will break down and that's why we go through panic attacks and anxiety. So we have to really take a t- our time to really see like, okay, Brooke, worry about yourself this week. How about that? Or even today, you know, on a Saturday, take yourself to, I don't have a beach up here because I'm in the country. So <laughs> take yourself to some lake near and sit there and just talk to yourself, you know? And I think everyone should take that, um, like take on that. It's like, take care of yourself because you cannot be a benefit to anybody if you are drowning your own self. Right. And I also would recommend like a get a journal. I didn't I did not know that it actually helped, but getting a journal and actually writing like however you're feeling and then going back through it to read like okay, this is how I felt. Why did I things like that nature? Mhm. I love journals. Like I got about <laughs> five or six journals where it's just regular notebooks to where it's like plan journals where they give you a topic. It, I'll write down. I'm more expressive in writing than I am in talking to people. Yeah, so if I have something like if my friends are telling me something that they're venting me, venting to me. And they're asking for advice, whether I know if it's good advice or not. I'm just telling you how I feel about your situation and what I think you should do. But that's on you. I can text it out better than I can physically tell them on the phone. Right. And I even like goes to the point now, I think I'm old enough to where it's like, when I get off work, girl, if you're calling me, do you want a response or do you want a vent? because yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't really want my opinion then I could sit here and listen to you 
but if you want my opinion, I gotta put a little energy into that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you gotta tell me which one you want, and then you don't want to say something. They're like, "Oh well, I really didn't want a response," and I'm like, "Oh my bad." So I have learned <laughs> to kind of ask that, like, "What do you want out of this first before you even go ahead and start talking?" Yeah, because I have to think of my responses, like, <laughs> and then I'll put a disclaimer in the beginning. This is not like this is my part of my disclaimer. This is not to make you feel some type of way or I'm not trying to be intentionally rude. I'm just trying to tell you how I feel it is and I'm not going to sugarcoat what I'm going to say to you depending on the situation. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly how I am. Like I I always tell my friends like do you want the truth? Can you take the truth cuz like I'm not the friend that sugarcoat with you. I give it to you straight, like Casamigos. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't no, ain't no chaser with me. <laughs> but I'm trying to work on. Like, I enjoy being the strong friend, but that mess is very draining, and I don't feel like some people who have strong friends realize how draining they can be to an extent not where that them venting is a problem but not understanding that sometimes them venting can be a lot but I think that's where it comes into play where they have to reassess the relationship then and you as well Mm -hmm. like I always tell people like reassess the relationship you have with your friends because if it's a one way street then that's not really a friendship. And if you're, if it's becoming, if it's becoming um, too difficult and they can't see where like, okay, I am putting a lot on you, then that's, that's a problem. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And some people, um, not everybody, but some people see people yeah. and think that they're assets. You know, mm-hmm. and it don't even have to be materialistic things that you you kind of present to the table. It's well, I know I can call Brooks or I know I can call her because I know every time I call her, even though I might not do what she tell me to do, I know she's gonna have <laughs> something <laughs> motivational or great to say. Or because she's so strong that she handles, you know. And I'm I'm not boasting about myself. I'm just an example. But I feel like some people see you as an asset, and that's that's right if you don't see it as a two-way street friendship like you can't call that person up and express yourself when you are down and out then you kind of need to look at that balance like all right well I know that friend like I want to be there um, but now I can't be there every single time because the energy is is not reciprocated yep are you an asset or a liability okay Mm -hmm. all right for the policies Well, that's true and I want to know like what advice would you give to those who have strong friends and kind of need to reevaluate checking on them because the strong friends are usually the ones checking on everybody but not everybody checks on them the way that at least not to their liking or that they may feel they should be checked on I always send like um, like these good morning messages 
and I try to remember like the last thing my friend said to me like if they were if they were going to an interview or they had a previous bad day I'd be like don't let you know he or she get on your nerves you got this <laughs> be a force to be reckoned with um and sometimes I'll even go as far as like sending them flowers or I'll take them on a date like a, a sister date or just a friendship date or a spa day and be like we well, need to go with you <laughs> right right like, I know right because <laughs> no like one of my friends she's in Atlanta so like I try to attempt to be like okay what does she need like Sometimes she need she needs some flowers just to say, okay, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, I think um, people that aren't the strong friend, I don't think ever. It takes them a long time to realize that uh, they are overbearing. Um, so I think it, it, it's a conversation that probably they could have. Or, like, if the person feels like, okay, well, maybe let me analyze the situation. Every time I call her or him, I'm always saying a problem. You know, let me just pull back and ask them, like, hey, you know, I never asked you what you're going through. I never asked you how you are mentally, you know. Yeah. I agree. Mental checks. Mental checks. Mental checks are very important in any situation whether it's anxiety or depression or anything i feel like a mental check is very important and i try to check on as many people as i can but i know i don't get to everybody but that doesn't mean i'm not thinking of them it's just life is life is life and life is keep it keep going it ain't gonna stop it ain't gonna stop and you know i'm thinking of you i might not have texted and called you to let you know but you know you can call me if you need anything but. right yeah <laughs> I definitely agree with that man <laughs> like cause sometimes you have those friends where you don't have to call them like you know mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like you have those friends where you know you don't have to call but like the time. it's there but every time y'all link up it's like nothing has you know like no time has really separated y'all but then you have friends where you have to check in with them daily it's just different yeah it's it, it, literally it is different relationships like even my best friend my best friend is in Oklahoma now she's from Florida she came for a couple of days and me and her we really talk probably like every two weeks sometimes more than every two weeks but because of life yeah. and um we haven't seen each other in a year and we still have that friendship you know so I don't think people, I guess people think like the more you talk to someone or the more you see someone, the better your relationship. And it really just depends on how you, how much y'all both value it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't ha- have to be with that person every single day to be best friends. But if you feel like that physical can help you, then cool. But um, with my relationship or my friendship, we just like, we, we still have the same friendship we did three years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel it. And I agree with that. You don't have to talk to people every day. And the one, the friendships that, like y'all said, the friendships that you do have where it can be a certain amount of time and y'all fall right back into it. Like, I think those are the ones I value the most regardless of how long I've known someone. Yes. Because I can... I, they did not lie when they said the friends you meet in college are the ones like yes 
Those are some <laughs> special type of friends. Look, I have my one of my best friends in Miami. I haven't seen her in what a year and a half, but it's like we don't talk every day. But every time we link up, it's like it's just the chemistry that I'm like, I love this. You know, I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it seems effortless. Like it's not too much work. It's 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 even. Like we check in. Like you good? I'm good. Is you good? Like it's just there. Yeah. And if I'm lying, she knows too. <laughs> like update me about your last month of life. Okay. Okay. We good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check on you again in a couple weeks. <laughs> so. In regards back to anxiety, I'm trying to figure out how to word my question. You already answered like how does how you cope with your anxiety, but if you feel yourself to the point like back to the strong friend anxiety together, when you feel like you're getting to a point where you're being overwhelmed in certain situations that your friends are telling you with what they have going on. How do you let them know that, okay, I'm going to help you, but I kind of got to step back a little bit to like reevaluate what I got going on because you're, you're pushing my anxiety to a certain level that I'm trying to keep from reaching if that question makes sense. Um, I mean, I can always do so much. Like, (laughs) because, you know, you have those friends where you can give advice and they don't really follow the advice. So it's like, I can only tell you, I can't force you to do it. And if I have, well, I I do have friends like that. Um, And it's just like, you know, I, I told you. And <laughs> and afterwards, if it if it hit the fan, I'm be like, well, it's 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 with the Lord now. It ain't with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I say. I say it's with the Lord now, because once I've given you the best that I I can, and you decide to do, you know, or go left, that's on you. And I can't force you to do us right. You know, like I, I can't. And. I can sit there and stress all day, but that's not going to help me. That's not going to help the situation. So I just have to let it be. Yeah. Yeah. I um I actually started doing the same because I started putting my energy in so much of people's situations because I feel like I have to have like a five paragraph essay. Yeah. To help them out. So what I start doing is when people like give me whatever they're going through, I just say okay how do you feel because that would limit me having to say what I say just for them to kind of say well I kind of feel like I want to I need to do that so (laughs) so I I stopped doing that because my energy you know being an adult now my energy is so low so I'll be like oh how do you feel or what do you want to do and that and honestly from that they already made up their mind so I'm just like all right, well, I think that you should go ahead and pursue that. Or sometimes if it's a bad idea, I'll be like, well, maybe you consider this, you know. I was reading this 
like article or somebody's blog and I don't want to misquote it but I'm probably going to misquote it anyway because I can't really remember and it talked about the strong friend and the one that's always being there to offer advice and support and helping hand and etc and it said something about a strong friend people think strong friends lack emotion that's that's mm-hmm. far from it that is very far <laughs> from it i know personally i have a calm nonchalant attitude to an extent unless you like really know me but that's not me lacking any emotion that's just me controlling my emotions so right. i don't feel overwhelmed with my own emotions on top of you your emotions as well mm-hmm. and i tend to joke it said people tend to joke a lot about the internal things they have going on and i do joke a lot to an extent or i'll say stuff and you have to really catch what i'm saying and it's like did she really just say that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that's me joking because I can't, I'm having an overwhelming feeling of anxiety at that point. Or I've got my own issues going on and that's how I mask it. To keep you from asking like, okay, is she okay? Like, no, I'm going to play off like I'm okay, even if I'm not okay. So I'm just going to joke about what I have going on, but it doesn't even sound like I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do the same thing. If, I don't know if it's healthy or not. We'll see. But um, <laughs> I do the same thing. I joke because honestly, like growing up with the trauma I did face, I... That, that's how I just got through it is I just joked about it and I just kept moving on and I think it's just one of those things that you know if I laugh about it nobody else can laugh at me mm-hmm. you know well, um, <laughs> that's why when I fall I laugh first exactly let me laugh for anything I do I laugh first because I already laughed at myself so now you can go ahead and laugh you know um, so with a lot of things, I don't like to show emotion. So when I always have this front that I'm okay, and it looks like a lot of my friends will say like, Brooke, you know, you, you, you're not really emotional. You're not really in tunes and stuff. And I'm just like, actually am. I'm actually very sensitive. People don't really know that, but I just don't show it. Um, but it's just, a, it's a protection thing for me. If I don't yeah. have that protection for me, and that's the one of my protection modes. And if I don't have that, I feel weak and I don't like feeling weak. So I'd rather be the strongest I can be by using some of these personality traits people see as personality traits, but really mm-hmm. it's just a way to protect myself from what I really don't want to face or what I really don't want you to see on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think I do the same. Like I, I laugh at things, Like my humor can be very dry. And I tell people, like, oh, I'm fine. And I'm sarcastic with mine. Like, I'll be like, you know. Ooh, the sarcasm. The sarcasm. Like, the sarcasm like, is serious. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and even in those moments, it's like, I know that I'm masking things. But it's like, do I really want to deal with it? Like, that's, that's the real question. Like, do I really want to deal with it? And I think a lot of my friends, they'll tell me, like, because they know me personally, like, 
for me to show emotion, for me to actually break down and like, you know, because I believe I have to keep my heart three stacks. You can't catch me slipping. <laughs> so if you see me break down and have any emotion, I'm at a point of like, I'm at my bottom right now. Like I, they know like I'm exhausted and it's either good or bad. Like what you want. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I try to reel it in or I try to communicate with my friends like, hey, um, this is how I'm feeling at the moment. And if they come to me with something that I know at that moment I can't handle, I tell them, you know, give me some time. I'm going to revisit this. Um, but right now, I just don't have the capacity because, you know, my my, my my cup will overflow because at this point, I don't I just don't have the emotional emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of um, my job, like. We work for the government, so we're always overwhelmed with everything uh, going on in the whole state. So, um, my boss is very, 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 um, she thinks great about mental health and she thinks that everyone should take care of it. And she literally tells us, if you can't do it, tell me you can't. Like, if somebody walks into your office and say, hey, I need help right now and you can't, say no. And we literally do that. Like, I walked into my coworkers, I was like, I need help. And they were like, I, Brooke, I can't help you today, or like right now. And I didn't take offense to it because they looked like they were overwhelmed with something. So I have to learn how to implement that into my regular life, like personal life, because if you take on too much, even in your personal life, you, you tend to break down. And you're now in the, having the anxiety attack and panic attacks and having these um, things happen to you and you're wondering why am I falling into a depression why I didn't see myself slip you know why I'm having an anxiety attack why do I feel overwhelmed it's because you're slipping and you're trying to climb but really you don't have any grip to whatever you're trying to climb to so you just keep falling back and knowing us as humans we try to kind of just keep going forward and kind of ignore the problem at hand instead of kind of facing it and then just once we face it now it's done now push it to the side and keep going This. Yeah, I like how you said that. I don't even know how to talk. Good response. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to talk. My manager was just telling me that today. She was asking me, she was like, Renisha, how are you really doing? And I was juggling like seven, eight projects at one time. And I honestly told her today, because usually I'd be like, I'm fine, I'm okay. And she was like, no, Renisha, this is the most you've ever like stretched yourself. And I told her, honestly, I'm pretty over my job right now. Like I'm mentally and physically <laughs> drained. I've never had to deal with these many projects, these many um, mindsets or mentalities. Like, and I'm just I, I I don't know how you want me to get this done. So she was like, "Okay, Renisha, I'm going to remove some of these things from you because I don't want you to become burnt out." And I was so surprised because, you know, coming from um, another company, they didn't believe in mental health. They didn't believe like you can get burned out. And a lot of companies don't. That's why I was <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> like we're working all these hours and you think that I'm supposed to come into work happy every day. Like life is great. And you, you're barely paying us what we deserve. Like, Ooh. 
touch and agree. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I agree. And then they try to counter offer and we like went once you leave, like, what can we right. do to keep you? Uh everything you could have did when I was here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like people have lives outside of their work. They have their personal, their family. There could be so many problems on each level and to brush it off or to you know uh sweep it under the rug and just say i'm gonna keep going that's a lot because you just build this big old monster of issues and then you have to sit there and be like well where do i start (laughs) yeah it was um and i'm sorry to keep this conversation i mean this question longer than it should but no you good it was um, a moment, I, I don't know what was going on with me, but I, I felt myself really slipping. And my boyfriend and I was having a conversation and he we were having like a, okay, what can we do better to help this relationship? And he said something and I don't know why it offended me so much, but you know, I acted all calm and I was like, okay, I got you, I got you, I'll do that. You know, and I went into the bathroom, I literally just broke down crying. And I was like, why am I crying? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't negative though. That's why I was like, why am I crying? But I was really crying because I realized I was like overwhelmed with everything in life, you know? And in that moment, in my perspective, I thought he was against me, but really it was it was literally something like simple that it, it did help me grow after I realized it. But it was something really simple. And I realized that because of my perspective in that moment, it was all negative because of everything that was going on, I was so burdened with everything. I was burnt out. And now I have somebody who will, I try to fall into their arms and then now we're having this conversation. I'm like, yeah, be transparent with me. And then I was transparent with him and he now it's being transparent with me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't mean for you to do all that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, now I'm crying and stuff because I'm like, everybody in the world is against me and this is sad. And, you know, after finally I got out of the bathroom and I told him everything that was going on because I was taking too long. And, you know, he was just like, no, I didn't mean it negatively. I thought we were just talking about how can we help our relationship. And I just realized, honestly, my mind, I didn't have, I didn't have what I thought I did have, like the mental capacity or the emotional capacity to just take on that at that moment. And I should have just been like, you know what, let me worry about everything else in my life that's going on before I address even this conversation. So I can take it and digest it the way it's supposed to be and not the way um, I'm gonna digest it now because my eyes are blind with all this other stuff. Right. And even with like children or even like in relationships, I've noticed where um, when if you ever notice like when kids, well, some I read and I actually saw firsthand where um, when children like lash out and they come home and they're like, oh, you you know, you, I don't know what letter they do now when you have a bad day. But they were like, oh, she, he or she had a bad day or whatever. Um, and initially, parents would be like, oh, you're going to get a whooping or you're going to get a punishment. But it actually helps kids um, when you ask them, why did you do this? What did you know? What did you feel in that moment? Um, and a lot of times kids will even say, like, you know, I didn't know how to deal with these emotions. And even in relationships, I've noticed where there will be certain questions asked to me and I, I would feel so triggered. Like, you had the audacity to 
to ask <laughs> <laughs> and I would automatically just get in the fish mode and get rah-rah and my voice would rise and he would say like baby why are you yelling like <laughs> like so calmly and then I would just start crying and be emotional and be like you mentioned this way he would be like I didn't I was just trying to have a simple conversation but then when I actually did the the work the internal work I was like wow like I just felt too vulnerable in those emotions at that moment I, I couldn't process them properly yeah that's good I agree with that yeah <laughs> It does take it. Sometimes, you know, you're triggered about something and you don't even realize it. And like yeah. you say, you go back and think about it like, I was really I'm like, dang, I could have done that nothing. a lot better. <laughs> I, I was tripping over something that I had no business tripping over, but mm-hmm. there's just been a lot going on. And that was like, that might have just been the straw on the camel's back that, like, you know. Oh, you play your PlayStation too long. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of your time. <laughs> I'm so moving forward. <laughs> I can't. Do you feel like you being because we're talking about strong friend and anxiety? Do you feel like you being that type of friend? gets taken advantage of and that does does that trigger your anxiety oh of course of course like i've i've had to literally tell people like this ain't sweet over here like shawty don't play with me like don't play with me dog don't play with me like i've i've had to literally tell people because i've noticed when people will take advantage of it and be like you know oh you'll listen you'll do this you'll do that and once I notice it's not reciprocated or once I notice that you're taking advantage of it, I will check out and I'll be like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this, you know, because at the end of the day, you don't you don't serve a purpose for me. Like you don't serve any purpose in my life. I agree. And like one of the things I have taught myself is no, it's nothing wrong with having people having limited access to you. You know, and like I felt like the accessibility I used to give people was so open that they didn't even have to pay to get in. You know, like they could just open the door and walk in and they was able to access me. And I just learned that like the accessibility to be limited because some people don't value that. You know, people people value things that I mean, it's by perspective, but you know, people pay to get in clubs, people pay to get in certain things. Um, so why not them value their time as much as they value their money? I mean, yeah. So yeah. I learned that sometimes, you know, answering the phone every time, it don't have to happen. You know, and when you do see that, I had to talk with my friend yesterday and she was like, do you think I'm being taken advantage of? Because she was telling me all this story. And I'm like, uh, yeah, of course. So I was like, what you need to do is now I'm all about having healthy um, departures. I don't really like having that negative, oh, well, we ended on bad terms. So, you know, I like having that conversation and what you need to do is have that conversation and it, it depends on how they take it. And if they take it negatively, they can leave. But you could say that on your end, you did what you need to do in a very healthy way. Um, or if you want to keep that relationship because somehow, some way, you see that as beneficial, then you do that as well. But I have learned that 
having limited access to me has helped my mental health way more because now people are now like when they are when they are able to get in touch with you they value it a little bit more yes when they are able to get that advice from you now they value it a little bit more because they're like oh brooke she don't get that advice like that like brooke she don't answer her phone like that and i don't do that because i'm asleep most of the time but <laughs> like when i actually do answer the phone and stuff like that to have a conversation or at work it's just like oh okay now I can really have a conversation with her and like nothing I do this with like all my friends but yeah I think we all have learned that like it's okay to have that boundary of accessibility Mm -hmm. and it's good to say no and it's good to cut people off because not only will you appreciate it but I think in some ways others will appreciate it because you're recognizing like hey you're valuable Mm mm-hmm that's something I'm working on. I'm working on telling people no. It hasn't been working lately, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I didn't say it was working. I'm just working on it as a whole because it's hard. It's not hard. It's just I don't know why. It was, I know it was hard for me, but once I started getting to the groove of it, it was like, man, I love saying no because now. I can understand like I'm doing it for me because mm-hmm. usually I would be like yes to everything just because I know I'm, I'm pleasing other people and I think that was a big problem as a strong friend like trying to please people trying to make sure everybody good mm-hmm. but once I started saying no when I say my peace was a little different my 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 thought process everything was just phenomenal so now I love saying no you know, for the right reason. <laughs> for the right reason. You just say no, 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 no. I mean, if it permits, if it permits, you know. Yeah. 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 I do. I can tell when, I, or I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, but then I'll kind of talk myself out of like, girl, you're not being taken advantage of. They're not doing that. And then I talk myself out of it, and then they probably really are. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, you know what? At this point, I don't even know. But I I think everybody gets. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll finish. I I think everybody wants to make life get taken advantage of. Honestly, we all do. One day. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. We all. It'd be weird if you didn't. Yeah. To that extent, at least. It's like I said, it's something I have to work on. But that's when I just, if I feel like I'm being overwhelmed or taken advantage of or just being a strong friend is just being too much of a strong friend when I I don't even know how I signed up for this. Um, <laughs> you do that a lot. <laughs> I'm serious. I just isolate myself. Like, you invite me out. I might go. You got me if you mention food. Depending on you, let me know ahead of time. Like I know that goes my anxiety when people invite me out or want me to go somewhere last minute like that. Oh, that that messes with me because I'm like I'm not prepared to go. Like I said earlier, I have to mentally prepare myself to be around people. Yeah, because I'm so used to being by myself. And even like when people invite me out and I'm like, 
okay, how's the parking situation? Because if I have to find That's parking it. on the street, I'm not going. Like, and then I have to research the menu because I have to look at the menu because I'm not going to be the last person to order. <laughs> me too. Like, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot that comes with me. So... That's why anybody that invites me out tells me two days before I'm able to research the place. I'm able to look on Google Maps. I'm able to look at the outfit. You know, I'm able to get all that together. So when I come, I'm not overwhelmed. Oh, you better than me. See, I need all least of that week. is considered. <laughs> but I'm also a person where I like at least a week in advance because I don't give my answer right then because I'd be like, you know, my mood can change. And I'd be like, mm, <laughs> exactly. how many people coming? Because um, if it's too many people come, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want that many people around me. Not even on top of that. <laughs> exactly. Who is coming? Like, that is important. And just all of it. Because if they give it to you too soon, then it's like, yeah, y'all, they ain't doing that. I ain't doing that at all. I ain't even finna, I ain't finna play with you. I'm not coming. But, you know, it's just a play by ear situation for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great though. I gotta look up the menu. I need to know how to park is, especially if it's somewhere like here downtown. I don't know how to parallel park, so I need Me to either. know what, how this gonna work. Cause there can't be no car in front of me or behind me. I need to just be able to pull on in. Cause other than that, I can't do this. And if somebody's riding with me. <laughs> That's and whoever riding with me got to know how to parallel park because I get out the car so you can do the parking. I'll drive there. You just got to park for me and then we good. Because half the time I don't want to ride with people. Sometimes <laughs> I will. Exactly. But if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And if you ride with somebody else, most of the time they don't be ready to go. So nah, I don't have a problem when I go home for family functions because boy, look at when I say I'm ready to go. I'm dipping. <laughs> <laughs> you know that mean when the boy do the little peace sign and disappear? That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> but it, it is a lot. And it do- I don't think people really take into consideration being that type of friend and the type of anxiety it builds, whether that person already has some form of anxiety or not. It can create anxiety for them. Especially when it's drama and you gotta, you know, get into them situations where you gotta ride for your friend, fight for your friend. I ain't fighting for my friend unless it's real, real deal. But that's a lot. That's a lot of energy. And I'm getting older now, so I'm starting to realize I can't put all my energy and stuff like that. Mm-mm. I got mm-mm. I feel like it's like got... too much other stuff going on. It mm-hmm. is. Especially get like you said, getting old. I'm like, man, I don't got time for this. <laughs> My body don't work the way it, it don't work like ago. this. At ten o'clock, I'm tired. Nine o'clock, <laughs> I'm asleep. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Look Y'all have TV be watching the morning. Me. Catch me in the morning. Let me start over because this this is not it. This is not okay. Don't even catch me in the morning because in the morning I'm adjusting. So just catch me between the hours of one and two okay <laughs> business hours <laughs> <laughs> and then you only no, giving I'm them good. an hour right at one and i know two. <laughs> i so they know they gotta hurry up and get in there you know but honestly it's it, the only problem with me is i don't text back so like if you text me it, it's a bad thing like i wish i had an assistant just to text back because 
I really try my best to do so. I think that's my only downfall with my friends. No, I'll text back real quick. I'll text back. I don't like, you know, I started to start, I had to really start liking when people call me. But for a while, I hate it when people would call. But I'd be like, <laughs> text me, dog. Don't don't call me. Don't don't call me. Text me. Like, are you okay? Is it an emergency? If it's a real emergency, you calling the wrong person anyway. But you need to call nine one one if it's a real emergency. Now, if it's a slight emergency. <laughs> and if it's at two, three o'clock in the morning, baby. Oh you yeah, know. no. I'm. I'm not, sorry. Not I don't even hear your phone call. My phone be on silent all day anyway, so I have to feel the phone. Mm, I say so take know whether you call it or not. Time. But unless you call, if you call me more than three times or at least two times, I know something wrong. I pick up. But other than that, nah, I'll be asleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm out. Mm. Plus, I sleep with do not disturb. So oh, you dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you're dangerous. Like, man, the world could be falling apart. I'm sleeping. Oh my gosh. I don't know how people do that. I have to sleep my phone off you know, serve because I'm always scared. Like, yeah. what if my mom called me? I don't know. But I don't answer the phone. That's the problem. It's like even if they do call, I don't see it. Oh, until, like, the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the thought of having them like well I guess they have to I have favorites so I probably I already have favorites so like only the people that really yeah yeah I should probably start putting my phone to another <laughs> I say look if it's not within my business hours take it up with the Lord cause I'm not available <laughs> I need to start creating business hours I'm gonna do that for real cause that's smart Mm-hmm. I'm off the clock. Not available. I'm not available. So if you need me, you need to catch me between here and here. If it ain't solved within that time frame, catch me again tomorrow at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would y'all give to someone with anxiety? therapy breathing techniques um also one of my friends did this uh technique when I was having a panic attack where um think about you know your favorite color or what you see in the room or I I think it's called I spy yeah I um go to therapy please go to therapy (laughs) journals um and understand that being vulnerable there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable there's nothing wrong with facing your issues at that moment do not sweep them under the rug mm-hmm. um and just embrace the unknown it may be scary but embrace it mm-hmm. i agree going to therapy is number one i did 24 years without it and i finally went um, last year and I feel like that was the best thing I ever did um, I think when you do go to therapy you know really digging into like what is that triggers from anxiety you know it, it's always a trigger from something it's a trigger from emotion a situation and uh, controlling um, I, I learned even within my own self um, 
you know, I'm very controlling about the plans in my life because I feel like I've been disappointed a lot in my life. So therefore I have to have control over my future and my present in order to not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to let go of that control because of the it stemmed from disappointment. It wasn't really a healthy control. It was uh, tied to a negativity. So, yeah, I do think like therapy will help that figure out. And and like she said, breathing techniques, you know, mm-hmm. like and even realizing that no nobody in this world, no matter how rich you are, can control what happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you really have to realize that your control is very limited on your future and you and I always would throw in trust God with everything you do you know for he knows the plans he has for you um and they are not to fail you and you have to remind yourself about that like I have to do consistently even in the next minute of your life while you're in that anxiety attack or panic attack just know that God is in control and when he has control you know that it will always be the best for you whatever is next yeah, I like that. I like that too. It's the Bible verse. Yes, that's what, did. That's, that's what got me. I was like, wait, baby, I don't think I said that correctly, but we're going to get there. We know where you was going. <laughs> also, like, meditation helps. And something, uh, I don't know if everybody do it, but, like, nature sounds or, like, rain music, that's really good, too, for panic attacks. I know that helped me sleep. Really that white noise. Huh? <laughs> the white noise playlist on all. I don't know if it's called white noise. but that, it's I'm just saying that helped me sometimes. I think, that's, I think it is white noise. Because I, I sleep with my... Yeah, I sleep with my fan on just so I can hear something. Really? Uh-huh. I think that's what's called white noise. Don't quote me, but I think it is called white noise because, like, it's like noise that, like, nobody... It's random out. sounds, but it's not, like, too loud or too low. And it's really yeah. smooth, yeah. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Last question. What comes to mind when you hear the term concealed scars? I thought about this question because I looked over it a couple times and I said, hmm, what comes to mind? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think when I hear concealed scars, I think about people that try to like, if we talk about like, not actual scars we're talking about like people that like comes out and, and try to cover who who they are what they are what they've been through um and try to kind of some people try to heal it themselves and then some people just try to cover it to where nobody notices what's going on i was in the balance between two i really did i couldn't like explain it full throttle but i tried my best no, there's no wrong answer. I just like to ask people what they, their perception of it. <laughs> um, for me, concealed scars was about um, disgu- basically disguising um, the flaws or the issues or the wounds that you have um, and trying to fit in the norm. But I think when reality actually hits you, it's like everybody has scars, everybody has flaws. So when you get to that point in life where it's like, wait a minute, everybody got this. So eventually you come to embrace it. But you know, some people it takes longer than, than others. Okay. I like those answers. I just like asking people that, cause that'd be the main question that 
have people really thinking like, dang, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Well, I want to thank you both again for being on this special episode. To me, at least, because I felt like I really needed to get some stuff out for all of like, this is like my own sense of therapy. And just playing a playing a role in this. I really appreciate you both. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're thank welcome. You me. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Concealed Scars and stay tuned for the next one. I'm just trying to survive. Can I just breathe for a minute? Something wrong with her Someone come and get her Only woman in the room and I'm still there